Okay. Hello, um, welcome to Film Roundtable. Today is uh, March 14th, and we have a really exciting talk today. Um, I'm really looking forward to getting into. Um, before we start and before I introduce our two beautiful guests, I just wanna take our moment of silence that we do on every Film Roundtable to honor all of the 2,661,000 957 worldwide COVID deaths. And in the United States, we're at 546,661. And we also would like to honor all of our black and brown brothers and sisters and all of our First Nations brothers and sisters who have been killed by the hands of police brutality and other random senseless acts of violence. So let's just please take a moment. Thank you so much. Um, so today um, I have um, two women with us who are working on a film project together um, called A Wild Darling Sings the Blues. So I'd like to introduce um, Nova Scott James, who is a filmmaker, healer, creativity and innovation doula. And she's from Harlem and she is the founder of the Wild Darlings Healing Arts Collective. And we also have grandmother Sengoma. She's the elder and the guardian of the Wild Darlings. Um, she is the daughter of the Yoruba, Bambara, Dogon and Cherokee people. And her purpose on this journey is to weave the medicine of transformation uh, sacred activism and time travel into the experience of the darlings. So I welcome them both today. Um, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining us. Really happy Good to, to be have here. Um, so I am going to just read real quickly the synopsis on the project that these two ladies are working on, and then we'll get into talking about it a little more. So Okay, so Wild Darling Sings the Blues is a feature-length documentary following the Wild Darlings, a queer healing arts collective of Black women and non-binary activists as they bark, embark on an epic road trip from New York to a plantation in Mississippi. So, um, Nova, do you want to say hi and maybe start getting into what what this project is all about. Yeah, thank you, Erin. Mm -hmm. um, thanks for having us. Um, you know, this film as, so we have a Kickstarter that's live right now. And so um, myself and the whole production team and the darlings were always working uh, for many months, a year and a half, two years, we've been working on this project collectively, but with the Kickstarter Live, we're talking about it um, publicly more and more. Um, and it's so beautiful to share about. And like, you know, it's, 
the the need for healing is so um present and on the surface right like of course as we are born and and we live in these bodies and we die like there's there's so much trauma in in life right and that's um that's a part of the journey finding a way to alchemize suffering and pain into love um and you know because i think largely because of the pandemic um and also the violence against black and brown folks that is so undeniable and so in everybody's faces and there's um there's more of a space to talk about trauma and talk about how to heal from trauma and um this film and this project is is medicine that supports the processing of of trauma race-based trauma, gender-based trauma, any kind of trauma. Um, and so the need, the need feels um, so clear and important. Like the, it's, it's a piece of work um, supporting that alchemical process that's hard to do it's hard work um uh to to process any kind of trauma um and so we need art that um that supports that process that allows us to digest information and and transmute um transmute energy so that's that's the why. And um, really this project, as someone, you know, I experienced, I'll give some background because I think it will. Uh, Do you think you could um, walk us through the journey um, of like the, the, the journey from New York to Mississippi. And then, and then I think that would be really great to just give people a visual and then talk a little bit about the, the background. Yeah. So the Wild Darlings Healing Arts Collective were a, a group of um, black and brown women and black and brown um, non-binary folks and we do ancestral healing work as a community. Um, and Grandmother Sangoma and myself co-lead the group uh, in our work. And we're going on a pilgrimage to a former plantation um, to, I mean, really to, to honor our ancestors, to free our ancestors who um, experienced such great suffering and torture on plantations across the U.S. Um, and around the world, but, you know, specifically in this project, we're looking at um, slavery in the United States. And 
you know, it's so, it seems, it's this kind of revolutionary thing to do, right? Like why would this group of, uh, this intergenerational group of, of black folks go back to a plantation and what's the pull there? And the, the pull um, is to, to bless the land. Like so much uh, pain been generated on that land and, and really like a, um, like a spell or curse, you know? And so to, to break that, you know, you have to work with the energy that's, that's there. And some of that energy is, is dense and heavy and painful. And, uh, and it can totally be worked with. It can be transmuted and, and made into something filtered through the body, through the spirit, right? With, um, with embodied love and with embodied wisdom and with magic and, um, and that, that's the, that's the alchemical process. And so on the plantation, you know, we'll be doing um, some ritual work, meditation, embodiment practices, making performance art pieces uh, about our ancestors, for our ancestors, it's, it's all for them. Um, and generating that healing that really goes, you know, gener many generations back and many generations forward. That's, that's what we're, that's what this film is about. Um, and to do that with the earth feels like that's one of the, I mean, there's so many keys and codes that make up um, or that kind of open these like different portals in the film, but the working literally with the earth, the soil, the trees on the plantation, um, that is, it's, it's really like the earth is, is holding the work, holding the whole project, holding the spiritual work, the creative uh, play and magic, um, yeah, it's being it's being held by the earth. So that's why, um, you know, for the past year we've been doing our work together, the Wild Darlings Collective on Zoom, which has been such a blessing to be able to continue our work together that way, um, and to go be in nature um and and make this film on the plantation is is what's needed um it's such a it's such a key ingredient in the the healing process thank you um grandmother sangoma can you let us know a little bit about what your role is here with working Absolutely. with Yoga and what you're kind of doing Absolutely. Um, and I, I do want to just appreciate you and hug you from here. And um, I love the practice of of holding that space and that silence at the beginning. And, I, you know, I'm really going to be very firm about that. I, I, I just in, in an acknowledging way like you did, because 
at first I felt like, well, when we call the ancestors, it encompasses all of that. But I know that I went to sleep last night thinking about the 27 million or the settlement for George Floyd's family. And I thought, wow, okay, so there's the trade-off. And, um, and part of the work in answer to your question, part of the work I do being um, a child that was born in the call, born with a foot in both worlds is um, to, I, I try to just reach out on the web of spirit to George and, and understand how that felt. Did it, did it, did it feel like, like many of the souls um, Novus talked about um, yeah, just this is the price you were sold for, nigga. <laughs> okay. And and no, it didn't. And and it felt like it felt like not a peace, a, a, an inner peace that that soul feels in their movement away from this life and what is left behind and left to his daughter and left to his family. And and the first thing that just came up in my spirit was like integrate that that something was there and consider all <laughs> the other people of color men in particular that left and no one was prosecuted no one went to jail no one got paid nothing happened um their family had a funeral they buried them and that was the end so um so i just wanted to take that moment to appreciate it and to also um uh, preface everything that I'm going to say in in kind of dovetailing what Nova has just given that we are our ancestors' wildest dreams and um, the amazing the amazing um, gift that that my destiny presents at this point in working in this project um, as literally a grandmother of 12 and a great grandmother of three and um, a cultural arts educator who has spent a lot of time in the woods, um, some of which in Oyotunji African village with people of my own community and more, much more of which would be with non-melanated souls in which um, you find yourself one of maybe one, maybe one alone or one of two or three people of color who are, um, some of us would say, perpetuating the ancient uh, skills and teachings and medicines of our ancestors. And others would say, hmm, <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's when it gets into that conversation of cultural appropriation. So anyway, we dangle out there now on all the BIPOC uh, circles and the Jedi, justice and equity and diversity and inclusion. But uh, our role here um, is, is, has so many layers, so many layers as a traditional um, priest uh, of the ancestors to, um, to embody the joy and the celebration at a level of, of like the end of the story. It's almost, and I say this in a number of our interviews that, you know, this story is not new. <laughs> this story is far from new. And so you could go to, you know, Billie Holiday, they have the new one out now, the United States versus Billie Holiday or, you know, Josephine Baker or Dorothy Dandris. I'd be a, I'd be a long time trying to just even, just even drop a hat 
in terms of the stories that have been told, but the difference, I do believe, for this particular film from those, um, and it's a big one, is that there, there, you left the theater with a certain level of empathy and a certain level of more knowledge than you had, but the bottom line was um, the wild darlings that we're celebrating right now when that screen went to black, they were still in a, a, a period of victimization. Uh, there was no triumph. There was no um, regenerative. Um, you, you, you very hardly saw um, what, if, if they had children or what their next generation looked like. Um, you know, so many, so many. And um, the idea that um, this, this conversation at the edge of a pandemic and the edge of cultural race wars. And, and, and as you have said, that, that time where we weren't all running around out in the chaos in 2020, we were put on, on like, like sit still, <laughs> find your corner and sit still in it. And as we read to uh, a lodge of grandmothers last night about the inner self from Jaya John, <laughs> daughter drink this water, which is like my new favorite friend right here. Um, it speaks very much about um, for something I know as a cultural arts educator is that nature heals itself much like the human body. Um, when people break a leg, that leg doesn't stay broke for 20, 30 years. This conversation that, that we are opening the can of worms for, um, people have, and still, <laughs> and still, because we don't, the, the rug hasn't been pulled up off of all of the human trafficking. They very quickly, you know, hush, 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 that Epstein piece away, hush, hush, hush. And so... Um, the idea that um, this particular healing collective, Wild Darlings, is empowered in a way, in a, in a way by each other, by the director, by their personal stories, by a number of factors, by their ancestors, by all of our ancestors to not only pull the rug back on, on uh, the dirty little secrets no one ever was comfortable talking about, whether it looked like incest or... Um, sexual child abuse or trauma or what's going on in the cages with the kids down at the border right now. Okay, so you can just go round and round and round. And I feel extremely uh, blessed and highly favored, as my ancestors would say, to be a part of Wild Darlings Sing the Blues because uh, I have witnessed firsthand the amount of healing when that rug is pulled back and the light and the oxygen can get in so that the healing can happen. And as Nova has said, you know, this, this movement back to um, a plantation in, in Mississippi, well, don't we wish we could go to them all, but by filming it, by having a movie of what actually stirs and goes on there. I mean, the last time that I saw this, it was in a movie, Sankofa. And that, that was a pretty tough movie to watch. <laughs> this one, we, we then 
just I I'm I'm assured. I'm assured that all of the production team and all of the cast, we each recognize, whether spoken or unspoken, that the Miss Anns of the house, whose husband was raping, who knows how many others, and uh, the fact that you know any of those others he was raping were the very women that were breastfeeding their own children or healing them from scarlet fever or whatever for the unrest, and I have been spiritually involved once in uh, stepping upon, it's like stepping upon wounded knee or stepping upon a place where um, massacres have taken place and bodies are just used, tossed, killed and thrown to the ground. And if you step there energetically, uh, empaths feel a certain energy of an evolution that has been waiting to happen. Those those beings don't want to be harnessed in that manis, manic massacre in the earth realm. Their light wants to be freed. It doesn't want to be stuck. I see this work as a part of that. And I see that as a very, um, as, as Nova said, very acutely, it's revolutionary. It's revolutionary for giving others permission to no longer be silent. It's revolutionary for all of us that are in search of the healer within to say, well, wow, <laughs> okay, I can see how that works and how that would work. And I could try that or I could try this. It's like it's like going to an all-you-can-eat buffet to, to not only come and see a tragic story, but as equal to the story or the tragedy is the the wheel, the beautiful wheel of healing, kind of like, you know, I have two daughters that live in in uh, in New Orleans. I know what their lives were like immediately after Katrina. I do. <laughs> and I, I know the neighbors on their granny street who didn't make it. I know the ones that drowned and died there. And yet, if I, and I do, I go back to New Orleans every year now, and the way in which my daughters jumped back into their birth city and said, there's something still here, there's life still here, and people who are born here, this is what it looks like when you preserve that which you have come into. And so that's an amazing thing that I don't think our world has seen or witnessed in a big way like this on a, on a big screen to, to see women who, who were in a darkness that where they, for a time in their lives, a good, a good portion of growing up. Um, did not have the good fortune or the privilege of others to have this amazing light or this amazing support system or, or healing process just handed to them. They had to search and find it themselves. They had to co-create it together. And so I see this project very much as a culmination of all that living. And as Nova said, all that pain being transmuted. And that's like... As our, as our big J would say, that's fire. <laughs> that's when we lit, you know, that's when we have touched on something that hasn't been touched on that will ripple out into the healing of others forever. And that is amazing. That is really amazing. Mm. Thank you so much. That's very powerful. It really... <clears throat> resonates so deeply in me for many, many reasons. Um, how, how did you two connect? <laughs> what 
where did where did that energy meet <laughs> well i'll <laughs> i'll say you know i'll say one piece and then uh i would love for you to share on the story sangoma but you know a mutual friend had had said to me a few times you know you got to meet sangoma i feel like you two will have you know a connection and she knew about i had started working on this project it was october 2017 i was in I remember that month I was in the New York Film Festival Artist Academy. Um, and it was like the third day of that experience. I get a call and I find out that my grandmother passed away. And then it was like a week later, I was doing this new moon ritual with some friends, very chill, very casual. And it felt like my grandmother handed me this project to work on from the spirit realm. Mm -hmm. So anyways, that's just for context. But I was, you know, when I first started, it's a huge project and I was just working alone, right? I mean, I like got the download and then, you know, I knew I, I, a team uh, needed to be assembled. And it's so funny, like I or my ego think, you know, might think that like I, or for a moment, maybe felt like I created the team, right? Or like, but really, it's so much bigger than that. Like we all heard a cosmic calling to work on this together. Um, on the on the film production side, the producing team, um, and also the Ball Darlings collective members and the cast and folks in the film. Um, and so in that in. The first year, there was um, some support. I was I was doing a lot of things on my on my own on the uh, producing side, and Misha was like, "You gotta! I feel like you gotta meet Sangoma." And I really wanted to meet Sangoma. I was I felt so inspired. I was like, "Yes, I I want to meet her." And then I think I tried to add Sangoma on Facebook and you were like maxed out at your friends because you like, <laughs> are like so big and all these communities doing so much beautiful work all around the country and I was like dang and I was like I remember like <laughs> I was like I was just like all right, all right like that didn't work and then then I didn't know if we'd meet and then you were leading that dismantling white supremacy or was that the yeah. The name of the workshop. And I, and yeah, I that was it. <clears throat> yeah. It was crossing the line, uh, dismantling white uh, supremacy. And so the other half of that story, which is very interesting, you know, I'm from New York. I'm not from Georgia. I'm from Jamaica, Queens. So, you know, my good friend, uh, John Lee Rucker, who I knew, who invited me really to do the workshop, who was very good friends with, with, uh, our, our now mutual friend Misha uh, invited me to do this workshop in the racket club in Brooklyn. And oh my God, it was just like, you know, for me, it was a personal um, 
360 that was coming back to me from having been a child in New York and now coming back as an adult, you know, forget a woman with too many Facebook friends and, and working in all parts of the country, just me personally, not really having ever stood as a, a mother, grandmother, or just that kind of a person in Brooklyn, New York. And so with that, I came a lot, came the racket club, came, wow, you have a sweat lodge outside of your thing right next to the railroad, where I remember from my grandfather and the Long Island Railroad. So there were a lot of these, these memories and these pieces that, that again, an empath will, will learn when the stage is being set for something. And I wasn't sure what that something was. And then, um, you know, people started coming in and filling in, but Nova wasn't there yet. And Misha kept camera coming to me every two seconds. She says, no, 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 you have to wait until Nova comes. Absolutely, you may not begin. You just have to wait. And we did. And so finally Nova got there. And, um, you know, basically all that Misha said to me was like, yeah, yeah, I just know you two should meet. She's directing this project and I hope you get to talk about it and all like that. And I was pretty stunned, but, you know, after I had seen a place that housed many different people from all over the world turn into like an open mic night, which was like a New York club with other talents, like tell me a movie director is gonna sit in my workshop. I'm totally okay with that. I'm gonna see what that looks like. And uh, so we did it and, and it was a great workshop. And, uh, and, and Nova and I got to chat a little bit and, and, and maybe just very light. You can see how very light her person is. And she's like, yeah, and, and you know, I'll be in touch and we're doing this and we're doing that, but you know, not a whole lot of explanation. So I don't know how long it was after that. I don't even know, maybe I had already even left New York. Maybe not, maybe I did before you said, I'm going to Blossom Dell. I'd love for you to come. I think you should be a part of this project, basically, you know, and I was like, well, okay. And um, so myself being number one, uh, you know, holding a degree in theater arts and film, I'm thinking, well, okay, you met this the film director, I guess any minute now you'll get a script or you'll get the script when you get there or you got to try and figure out, you know, how to get your mind back into theater your whole life. You've been working as a news reporter thinking you were Barbara Walters and hey, now here in the older of your life, you get to do the thing that you graduated from college for. You get to do the theater thing. So, you know, I wanted to show up very much my best in that in, in in that formation, not knowing a lot about the project or the story or Nova's personal life, which, you know, I'm that kind of gal having all those years in news reporting. So I came back, I did research, of course, I did Google Nova <clears throat> Scott James and got to Mothership Alchemy and thought, oh, wow. And then again, that, like I said, you know, all that sacred that had come together in that little corner in Brooklyn, I just, I just felt that lining up. I felt the dominoes setting up. This is like, as Nova said, this is way bigger than you can even begin to put your mind around. Yours is to just show up, pay attention and enjoy and be who you normally are, you know, in the realest sense of the word. So as we arrived <laughs> in New York and met Todd and, and, you know, just required him to get us some good Caribbean food, which he did and met all of the, um, or, yeah, most of the cast members. 
And, and, and all of us were right at that edge of, here we are, this is the real, there was no one holding back. We, we stepped into footing with one another as if we had known each other all our lives. And so I'm watching this go down. And by the time we get to the land and what I would, you know, I'm again from school, I'm waiting to get to the, to the round table and the read through and the scripts get passed around and everything, but that didn't happen exactly. We all sat down and more of this cohesion, more of this essence of, you know, where, and I've used this phrase well, art imitates life and life imitates art. And like, that was the real deal. Step to it right here. Like anything that is inside of whatever theatrical um, bubble that we have created here, it is in you, you, your depth, your authentic self, each of you, and what our vulnerability is willing to open up in each other, what we trust each other with. Um, <clears throat> and that was very interesting. Uh, just last night, show you how dominoes do fall. The, the question in that Grandmother Lodge was about how do, um, how do we um, make good boundaries and, and guardrails and also be kind to one another? So um, it, it was that case. It was a growing uh, case of exactly that. I think that every darling present uh, came by, by nature of the way they live their lives with a certain amount of boundaries. I, on the other hand, don't, don't really have, I'm at home in the woods. I, my job there to do sweat lodge, do ceremony. So I'm fully at home. I don't, I don't have a need to have, uh, boundaries and the, and I do not have any trauma in my childhood. So I don't have a shared past. So it, it identified this meeting of Nova very quickly for me as, um, an amazing teacher, amazing gifted one walking in my life whose journey I am I am able to to learn from, to to really learn from. Um, not only personally, she and I as friends, as sisters, but as craftspeople, as artists, um, to to almost be able to sit in the corner, in every corner of another person's life is something that um, I think this project is also modeling um, moving forward for people for the next parts that come after us. Um, when they look in upon this collective, that's that's what they'll see. They'll see that we were willing to 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 mend areas of trust that had been broken with others. That we were willing to step in a safe space with each other to do something that 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 didn't serve any just one of us. It serves all of us and and i don't know we we cry a lot we laugh a lot we go a lot but because we live in that fine place in that fine place of knowing what an honored space that is and 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 how many others as nova have said have suffered because they could not find that community they could not find that level of support so i hope i answered you it was a good story We'll remember it for a long time. I know I know Misha will. <laughs> the Racket Club in Brooklyn will. I'd love to expand on some some of the things you shared, Sangoma. And I just love hearing that story always. Um, Sangoma, could you turn your camera on again? I think you went dark for just a oh, second. Oh, did I go away? Yeah, because of the survey. Okay. Yeah. And and I All also right. want to um, 
I want to say something too, but go, you go, go ahead, Nova. I just well, have a, I have an interesting quote, but go ahead. Oh, awesome. Well, I, yeah. I uh, just want to share with folks that, you know, when Sangoma and I met, I asked her to come be in the film initially, mm -hmm. and we shot a proof of concept, um, you know, really we, we went into the woods and created a healing sanctuary in August, 2019. And we filmed that whole experience um, as a proof of concept. And mm. we, were, we, were, we were showing up to do the work, right? And so if a, yes, we were making a film. And if a film never got made or what whatever came out of it, it would have, it'd be totally perfect because of just the beauty and power of the work that we did. Um, and now actually from that, uh, from the healing sanctuary, we, we made some of that footage we've used to share as proof of concept for our feature. Um, and then we also, um, created a short film, um, that's in, uh, uh, we're negotiating a distribution deal for the short right now, which is super mm. exciting. Um, but I also wanted to say that um, Sangoma moved from being, um, you know, only one of the cast members to also being on our production team, um, which has been super exciting. So just to speak to uh, what the collaboration looks like and how it's transformed. Mm. Did you know, um, the other darling sisters beforehand? Like, how did you, how did you, how did you put together the group of you? Were they people that were already in your life? Were they people that showed up around the time that you, you know, obviously downloaded this, this vision of this project? And then did people start coming into your lives? Obviously some people did, but, or did you know a lot of these sisters already? Uh, definitely both. Some mm -hmm. folks, um, I had beautiful friendships and relationships with, and then other folks, like right when I began the project was when I met Timmy, who uh, is one of the women in the collective. And it was just like, boom, so clear, such a powerful sisterhood and collaboration, like so dedicated to embodied wisdom and sharing, um, healing gifts, um, in particular, Timmy's craft. And one of her tools is um, using her intuitive gifts through leading shamanic drum journeys. And they're mm -hmm. just so incredibly powerful to experience. Is she the one from Trinidad and Tobago? Is yeah. it that woman? Yeah. Timmy's from Trinidad, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, and so, you know, one, like Jeline, uh, another uh, collective member, uh, we were best friends in high school, the first day of high school. Oh, wow. In Harlem at um, what uh, High School for Math, Science and Engineering on City mm -hmm. College's campus in Harlem. And we met the first day um, and have such a soul bond. We were president and vice president of our class and mm -hmm. um, yeah, just have such a beautiful bond. And then other 
folks like early on in the project I had a residency at Flux Factory which is um arts organization and gallery in Queens like super rad um organization and community uh of like incredible artists from all around the world people come for residencies there and um so I was I was working at Flux and then uh, a number of folks um, like do do and I had residencies at Flux Factory at the same time. So we met, we, we had, um, we both had studios there. So we were working in our studios on our own practice and uh, two of the only artists of color there, black artists at the time. And so um, that's how we connected and <laughs> And Danae had formerly had a residency at Flux and would come to some of the art openings and gallery shows. Uh, actually, they they put on a show um, and some of their installations were showing and that's how we met. And I was like, whoa, I was so, um, so blown away by their work. So just the universe weaved us us all together to um, cross paths and and then really you know um, be on this powerful journey together so and how did grandmother jaguar get involved um when is that how did you connect with her is the other elders grandmother jaguar correct mother jaguar yeah yeah so how did she come into the um equation she mother jaguar had timmy had just been to georgia and um to see a dear friend of hers who's also dear friends with mother jaguar and she ended up sitting in a hape ceremony with mother jaguar mm -hmm. and um, they just had such a bond and um, and so through through Timmy working with Mother Jaguar, then Mother Jaguar came into the project and um, one of, I mean, of course, uh, she Mother Jaguar has so many gifts, but one in particular that I'm just feeling so present to is uh, her use of song as medicine is, so incredibly potent. I can't mm. even like begin to uh, express, um, yeah, just how medicinal her songs are. Mm. So, and I think she actually just recorded an album or is in the process of doing that. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's like, you know, in this, in this project, in this film, everyone, involved channels genius in these unique and beautiful ways and so we get to come together and um and put all those pieces together and um it's, it's um yeah it's just an honor to to experience that and get to facilitate that um so yeah well, I wanted to this read this uh, this quote that I really love, especially talking about how, you know, when you do this healing work 
together, it's not just helping you as the individual, it's helping the collective, right? And so um, every wound I heal in myself, I heal in the entire collective. When I heal the feminine in me, I heal the feminine in all. And, and, I, and I think that, you know, is very much what Sangoma was talking about before and how this work, even though there's nine darlings, right? Is it eight or nine of you? Like, even though you're just a smaller group of people, how much that work resonates out on such a greater level, you know? And I think that becomes a problem sometimes for people or, or a roadblock for people who really feel like they want to be involved. They want to do this. They want to do that. But how, how can they? It's such an overwhelming thought, right? To, to take on, to take on life, right? I mean, society, we need a lot of work in this society. I mean, things need to be completely restructured across the boards. And when people think about it on such big levels, it's like, oh my God, how do I do it? It's overwhelming. But I like to think about like a bumper sticker. I remember when I saw when I was like 16, that was, um, uh, you know, think globally, act locally. And, you know, and I think that's such, such a good, you know, reminder of it's like, even if we do these little things ourselves or with one other person or, you know, we, we work with healing our ancestors and clearing our lines, you know, that resonates out there on such bigger levels. And, you know, same if someone who has an eye, you know, a smartphone, right, with a camera on it and wants to tell their story of what's happened to them this past year and only one person sees it. It's just, you know, you getting out that, there lies the medicine right there. It's just telling your story right there that, that, you know, reverberates healing out there. So I think that's something that's, you know, really important for people to think about and, and hearing Sam Goma, who just so beautifully could turn her, what, what's coming from her heart center into words, you know, it's very clear what she's talking about and how, how important that work is for people to do. Um, and so I, I really appreciate that. And I think that it's really great for people to hear those words um, because then they can think like, oh, wow, okay, that's easy. What if I offer a prayer every day or an offering to my ancestors or to my community, you know, who needs healing right now, or I light a candle for them, like all these little tiny things that then can grow into, into bigger and bigger things. Um, so I think that, you know, it's really, it's really important for people to start to think on that level and not feel like I don't have time for that, you know, or I can't, you know, I, that's too much for me to handle. I mean, we can start doing things in small, in small ways. Um, and do you, when are you guys starting the journey? Like, when do you leave to get on the bus to head to Mississippi? Well, the journey has begun, no doubt. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but I guess the filming aspect of it, you know, sure. the documentation. Um, we're filming in September. Oh, okay. Okay. And how long is the process going to be from like getting on the bus to, to being down there? Like how much time or are you guys giving yourselves? Do you know yet or? A, a little bit over a week. Okay. Maybe a week, 10 days. Yeah. 
And can you say the name of the plantation that you'll be shooting on? Well, we're, we're going to scout next month. Okay. Um, so we've got some possibilities that we're, you know, feeling into uh, on various levels, you know, learning about the history of these plantations, mm -hmm. um, spiritually, just what, what the frequency of the space is, um, you know, logistically, of course, what, what's available to us there that, so that we can be, um, you know, supported and, mm -hmm. and comfortable. We, we will be camping out for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course, you know, having some facilities for cooking and bathrooms and things like all very important things for, um, for a film, for a production and for, um, a retreat. So. And, and can I ask you how much money you guys are looking to raise? Because we're going to definitely put the Kickstarter information in the, you know, when this gets released this week and, you know, what, what is your goal? So our Kickstarter is up for 50,000. That's our right. goal. We've mm -hmm. got, uh, I think it's like 33 right now. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So good. It's all or nothing. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, we've got to make that 50 K goal and then we need about a hundred K to shoot. Mm -hmm. um, so we're still after the Kickstarter ends, um, we're still going to be fundraising. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, you know, I'm, I'm excited to about who, I mean, so many people, I think it's a hundred, well, not so many, a small number. I think 130 people have uh, donated that's uh, have made up this 30k 33k mm -hmm. um, and it's just so beautiful like I'm really filled with such gratitude for people tuning into what this is and and why it's so important like that's that's work too like to show up for that mm -hmm. and honor that and um usher this project into the world, right? Like it's, it's a collective effort and, you know, the production team, you know, every day we're, we're, we're tending to the garden that is this project and folks showing up and making a, a monetary contribution that's also tending to the garden. And um, so I just want to honor and acknowledge that. Yeah. I have to ask, do you have an altar for this project? Have you built an altar for it? Yeah. And Sangoma tends to the project altar. And, you know, I just think uh, as, you know, this is my first feature length film. I've been making films being and directing and writing since I was like nine years old. Um, it's always been my love, just um, such a huge blessing in my life um, and has supported uh, my healing in so many ways. And like to be directing my first 
feature film and to have such a powerful team of people and to have Sangoma as a co-producer and collaborator and Yoruba priestess tending to our project altar like how cool is that like my ancestors just like yeah <laughs> they they arranged things so beautifully I I couldn't have um uh made that happen but it's just such a blessing mm. Well, I, I do, I, I do want to say something. I know we're getting close to our time, but I want to read that Carl Jung quote, because I do feel like we should mention that, you know, the work that you're all getting into for this project is not easy work, right? I mean, it is, it is work that, you know, all of you for the production, the grandmothers, the darlings, you know, this is going into some really painful places that we have to sit with to heal, you know, and, and move through and release. And, you know, a lot of people in society, you know, aren't, aren't up for doing that, right? Because it's so painful. So the bravery of all of you who are going in to do this, it should be honored and should be recognized because this is not easy work. Um, you know, we do know going through that and the only way through is through. And when you come out, you have so much space for so much more, right? So I just want to take a moment and honor you all for, you know, really doing the work, you know, and, and really grateful for that. And so I just want to say, hey, Lily, stop. Sorry, it's my dog. Um, and she also does shadow work. So she, she's feeling a little sensitive right now. Um, so I just want to um, read this quote because it's in, in Nova's um, treatment for her project. And, and it's quite a beautiful quote and, and a very profound from Carl Jung. Um, there is no coming to consciousness without pain. People will do anything, no matter how absurd, in order to avoid facing their own soul. One does not become enlightened by imagining figures of light, but by making the darkness conscious. And I think, you know, this year was a very uh, profound year for probably many people who'd never really thought of what a shadow is and probably still doesn't, still don't. But, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of pain coming forth this year and also a lot of healing. Um, but people sitting quiet and not able to avoid what needs to come up, you know, especially in this country. You know, we live on, in a country that's, that's, people are now waking yeah. up to the fact that we're built on lies and massacres. And, um, and that's a really uncomfortable people to, place to sit, especially for white people who've been avoiding this for so, so long. You know, obviously black folks have been sitting in this and, and native folks for a long time. They're not, they're not foreigners to this pain. So, you know, really, really appreciating you both and your teams for doing this healing work for your people. Like I, I, I really feel, whew, I feel it. And thank you so much, you know, thank you so much for sharing all of this. And if there's any last words um, that you would like to share before we close out, just to be mindful of time, it's 106. And then I would like to have you both back on when you're done. Uh,
um, because I'm sure you're going to need to raise some money for post and it would be nice to just hear about the experience, you know, after the fact. So, um, but please let me know if if there's anything else you'd like to share before we close out. I have just a quick question and yes, I will do a commercial wrap because I love to and then people know where to go to get more about the darlings. The question is, the quote that you read before the Carl Young one that you just read, that was an amazing quote. And, and where did it come from? Whose is it? You know, I, I, I don't know whose it is, but I found a friend of mine shared it with me on um, International Women's Day last week. And I, it just resonated with me so much because that's, I mean, I, I feel the kind of collective healing work I've been doing for myself for years is, you know, really resonates out to other women, you know, um, or for myself, I feel it resonating out. So I'm happy to write it, share it with Nova, and then uh, she can share it with you. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. If you would do that. And I just want to, you know, put a phrase in there. And I started to say it at the beginning, right after we came out of our beautiful uh, pause in remembrance that, you know, if I was sitting with anyone that would be watching what we just recorded here, I would say, okay, hit the pause button right there. And now go over to the Kickstarter link and really look at that video. Really look at it. Not maybe once, maybe twice. And then you will have a fertile soil in your garden from which the conversation you're about to hear between the three of us will grow. And, um, I, you know, we've had, we've had a few trailers. We've had a few videos by far, by far, that video that is included in our Kickstarter pain is rich for all of the reasons that we have discussed here today. It's also rich for, for the people who are maybe not as familiar with shadow work as, as some others. It's also rich for the fact that, you know, people would ask, yeah, we know the horrors of yesterday. What does that have to do with today? Um, our, our producer, Floor, just did an absolutely phenomenal job. Oh, I realized how I make my picture go away. If I hit the space bar, <laughs> it does it. Okay, I won't do that again. The other piece is, is that we have the Kindred of Sangoma YouTube channel, which you can find all four episodes of Meet the Darlings. And this past Saturday, we recorded, the production team recorded Meet the Producers. And I found that hands down to be just an excellent conversation, kind of like today. I like to look back at them myself because, you know, part of me sits here in spirit and then the other part kind of glosses over some things that I'd want to get into deeper and go, yeah, yeah, and really, really chew on some stuff because uh, that's the part we have to move forward. I'll say this and then I will conclude that if we are going to do something different in who we are after 2020, we cannot pick up the old habits that we had before 2020. And those habits included, you know, throwing money at something or or writing a text or very briefly or surfacely addressing something. And so by us giving you all the ways in which you can go in and encouraging you to look at it, maybe not once, but even twice, is to say, chew your food well here chew the food or the medicine that you take in, not just from Wild Darlings, but from all of the experiences because they are all 
connected in the web that we are weaving to a new earth, to a way of being in our beingness of, of uh, that we didn't have before. And it seemed like a lot of pain and a lot of lies and a lot of deception, but only then do you know what not to do, what not to hand down to the next generations and what to just emanate from your soul, just the light emanating from our soul. And that's going to take some practice. We haven't quite had uh, complete dress rehearsals on how to emanate that level of light. If you ask the scientists, astrologers, and psychics, they will tell you scientifically from the level of photon matter coming onto the planet right now, it's different. It is not something we are going back to. A lot of people feel like now they'll just snatch the mask off, get the vaccination and just go back to happy life as it was. Nope, so sorry, so sorry. It is not that. So thank you for having us, Erin. It has been an absolute delight. Thank you so much. Those are such wise words you just spread. It's hard to, it's hard to say anything else, honestly. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Really, both of you, thank you so much. And I wish you such an incredible journey. And, you know, I'm here to support in any way. You know, I worked as a producer for 20 years. If you need any help at all, I'm happy to do whatever I can, truly. So um, I'm really, really, really excited for you both and for all that this is going to give to all of us, you know, all of it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be so healing for all of us because as I know, as a white woman, you know, we have so much work to do in healing our trauma also that our ancestors put on others that, you know, is it's so important and people do not realize that that right there is the key to so much healing is if we can tap in with where we've come from, regroup with the last well-bright ancestors that existed in our line. And for most, you know, white colonizing people that comes from pre-Roman times. And, you know, we really need to go back and connect with them and really weave the light around all of those ancestors that came before me, you know, became before. So, I mean, it's a lot of work and people don't even really think about it. And I'm hoping that, you know, the work that I want to do is really trying to bring back ancestral reverence and like, per, and, and honoring our elders as they prepare for death. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to do a movement in that way, which I hope helps some of the people in my, in the white community to really, you know, bring back that sort of reverence. So I think doing work, you know, hearing more about the work you're doing opens up the minds to people who have not been practicing any sort of ancestral reverence for, you know, 1,000, 1,500 years. So um, it's really important. So thank you so much for sharing. Nova, you and I should go, you know, connect tomorrow if we can, so we can just get this all packaged for when we we release it on Wednesday okay sounds great yeah. okay all right thank you both thank you Erin have a great day enjoy the day bye 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 bye